So several weeks ago, Glenda kicked off our summer worship theme of transformations by inviting us to think of doorways as the thresholds that they are, thresholds to new ways of being and living in this world. Over the years, I've heard many friends and members of this beloved congregation, including some of the people you see here, um, tell their stories of how their lives were transformed by walking in the door to our treasured and most dearly missed chapel on Gleadsville Road. My first time stepping through these doors is super easy to remember. It was on May 19th, 2007. The occasion was a fundraiser for Equality Loudoun, eight years before the Supreme Court legalized same-sex marriage in the United States. And the performance was by none other than the legendary and fabulous Emma's Revolution. I've kept a copy of this program for many reasons. And looking at it again was such a fun trip down memory lane. I was reminded of our old mission statement, which I would take the time to read aloud, but these summer sermons are supposed to be on the shorter side. So um, the event organizers, some of whom are with us today, put together a silent auction to raise more money. And they also sold ads in the program, like this one here, paid for by All Ages Read Together, or art, before it even had an official logo. I think that's just some stock photo there. At the time, Sandy Shahada and I were friends. She knew I had recently served as a gestational surrogate for dear friends, two gay men who had room in their hearts and their lives for children. She knew I was part of the village that had brought this little cherub into the world. So th Sandy thought I might be interested in buying an ad to support LGBTQ rights. And I did. That's how my husband at the time, Andy Johnston, and I ended up with our names in the program, wishing that sweet baby would grow up in a more just world. And in some ways, I think she has. Here she is just last week with her two fathers on the evening after her bat mitzvah. And while Reba's life started in January of 2006, her story, like all our stories, started much earlier. In the mid 80s, her father, Josh, and he was the one on the left in the previous picture, Josh and I were college sweethearts, and I think it's safe to say that we had a pretty unusual relationship. One day, smack in the middle of our junior year, I was told that the most out and proud lesbian on campus, whose name was Becky, was crushing on me. I didn't know Becky very well, but everyone on campus knew who she was, and I was flattered that her attention had landed on me. 
Through a friend, she inquired if I might be interested in a date. And it was actually Josh who encouraged me to say yes. I'm pretty sure go for it were his exact words. And so I did. One night, I went to Becky's off-campus apartment for a home-cooked meal, a bottle of fancy wine, and the beginning of a loving relationship. And here's what happened next. Both Josh and Becky decided they were fine sharing me, and in my youthful vigor, I made it work. For the better part of a year and a half, I was in intimate relationship with two amazing people. And and then this happened. The three of us all graduated. We crossed a critical threshold together. And sure, we posed for the requisite goofy graduation photos, but it was also a very serious time. And while I can't recall exactly what Becky is writing down here, it may have been a snail mail address. Remember, this is 1985. That explains the, the outfit. Um, but I will never forget what she told me that day. She told me that it was time to choose between them. And she made it clear that choosing her would need to include making a commitment to being a lesbian for life. <clears throat> At the time, and, and no doubt still today, Becky was a, a little more radical uh, than I was. I thought of myself as a risk taker, or a rule bender, or a rebel rouser, but being gay in 1985 was not an easy path. And I suppose I was simply not brave enough for the challenges I would face. So I picked Josh. And that summer, as we were vacationing at his parents' home on Martha's Vineyard, as he was coming to terms with being gay, Josh broke up with me. How could either of, his, either of us have known that 21 years later, on that very same island, I would deliver his firstborn daughter? The experience of caring Reba was multifaceted. It was 2005, and being pregnant as a surrogate was unusual enough, but carrying a baby for two gay guys? I was faced with quite a, quite a bit of what I would call homophobia by proxy. My husband Andy and I made decisions about where to go and who to see based on how much discrimination and disappointment we thought we could handle. There were family members we didn't visit because we knew it would be too difficult for them to accept that we were helping a gay couple make a baby. And soon after all that was over, fate intervened. Sandy invited me to that Emma's Revolution concert in 2007, and we started spending more and more time together. One day I came back from a walk with Sandy and our miscellaneous dogs. 
<clears throat> and Andy looked at me and he simply asked, are you going back to the other side? He saw it while I was still in denial. He, he knew about Becky, of course, and he could see what was happening between me and Sandy before either of us was anywhere near being ready to acknowledge it. Andy is an amazing human being, unbelievably sensitive and kind. It was a very, very difficult time for us and for many of our loved ones. Now, I could describe it as a soul-searching time, but the truth is that I knew, without a doubt, that deep inside of me was a fiery red dragon full of undeniable and, and yes, scary love for Sandy. Andy and I went to counseling together, and after a while I kept going on my own where I learned about loves and lambs. That's lesbians until graduation and lesbians after marriage. And true to my proclivity for overextending myself, I had somehow managed to be both. There I was in my early 40s, finally able to stop being who the world told me to be. And I also got to choose a life partner who has truly transformed my world. Now, incidentally, I also had the very distinct honor of being outed by none other than Sandy O of Emma's Revolution. My Sandy and I were at another one of their concerts in June 2008 at St. James Church in Lovettsville. It was packed and we were all when we suddenly heard Sandy O dedicate a song to us, one they would later sing at our wedding and later still perform for us right here just a few minutes ago. Those of you who know me would probably agree that I am rarely at a loss for words. But when it comes to describing who Sandy is to me, I sometimes find it difficult to find the right phrases. In a sermon last spring, Chuck Harris called his wife, Glenda Parsons, the co-author of his book. And I swear that is one of the most romantic things I've ever heard anyone say, which is why I think it bears repeating. But I also think Sandy and I joined forces too late in life for either of us to earn that title. So maybe the best way to describe Sandy is as, as, is as my life's cruise director. Remember everyone's favorite cruise director, Julie from the Love Boat? From the Love Boat? I actually, I had a secret crush on her. And like Julie, Sandy is always offering ideas for how to spend time that will be both enjoyable and good for you. As a former EMT, and yes, Sandy drove an ambulance and saved lives, naturally, but she's always looking out for safety as well as the safety of all those around her. She's full of savvy suggestions for solving all manner of logistical puzzles, and she's very quick to undo any snafu. And of course, she's full of sunshine and spike. And sp spunk. <laughs> and she has been helping me make lots and lots of good decisions. One of the best was when she invited me to start living my true life as I walked through the doors of our beloved chapel 13 years ago. She's been helping me make really good decisions ever since. And the bad ones, she leaves me to make all by myself with just an occasional favor. 
but the decision to cross UUCL's thresholds threshold was one of the best ones I've ever made. It has transformed my life in so many ways. This beloved community welcomed me with open arms from day one, years before my state or country gave me the right to live a life of my choosing. And I trust the love, which is the spirit of this church, has and will continue to transform all of us into the truest versions of ourselves and to provide love and support for each of us to be who we really are. I am eternally grateful for all of that and for the wonderful opportunities we have for cherishing the beings that we live beside. May it be so and blessed be.